search the world But it couldn't fill me A man's empty praise The treasures that fade Are never enough Then you came along And put me back together And every desire Is now satisfied Here in your love Oh, there's nothing Better than you There's nothing Better than you Lord, there's nothing Nothing is better than you There's nothing in this world
with us, God. Draw us, Lord. I want to be close, close to your side. So heaven is real and death is a lie. I want to hear voices of angels above singing.
Amen, amen, amen. The great I am. Every knee's going to bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. And I love when we speak that name, no matter what it is, it's all canceled out by the name of Jesus. No matter what circumstance, no matter what battle, no matter what trial, no matter what hurt, gone. The name of Jesus. That's how powerful that name is. And his Holy Spirit in this place moving this morning, the great I am. The great I am, the great I am. I'm going to ask you to do something before you're seated. And I just want you guys with everything within you, not from here, I'm talking about from here. I just want you to shout the name of Jesus as loud as you can. I want to hear it knock me off. I want to feel it knock me off the stage. I mean, as loud as you can on the count of three, just shout the name of Jesus. Amen? If you don't do it, I'll know. Count of three, let's shout the name of Jesus. One, two, three. Amen. 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 Turn around and greet a few people around you. Tell them it's good to see them. Yes, 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 yes. The great I am. Hallelujah. Holy, holy. I don't know, something about certain songs you sing and you get to just sing out praises like that and say hallelujah and holy and it just feels like, I don't know, as soon as we started singing that song, I heard all of you back there singing. Most of you. I was like, woo, yes. It made me smile. If you could have seen in front of my face, I was smiling when I heard you guys all worshiping and singing. Uh, If I could get a couple of the youth to bring me that table and don't drop anything that's on it, please. Don't all jump at once. I know where you live. Just make sure nothing falls off and just set it right around here. You guys are doing a great job. Will you get that cord, Kobe? See that cord that's wound up? Yeah, that one. Can you... Come plug this thing in for me. <laughs> Great job. Thank you. I hope this thing works. I don't even know how to work it, but I'm not going to use it yet. Amen. I love being here. love being at the church. I love being empowered and encouraged and prayed for. I've already been prayed for today a couple times. That's good. Anybody else got prayed for yet? Raise your hand. I can send somebody to you. Or you can come up later before we're done. I love this place. I love how I feel when I'm in this place. I love what's going on in this place. And I love us being the hands and feet of Jesus all throughout the week to people in our communities, at our jobs. I trust we're doing that. Some people see us for who we are. And that is a child of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And we're empowered in that. Okay, our camp forms are available today. Is this working? Camp forms are available. It's always a great time at our summer camps, so kids get those forms 
picked up, filled out. They'll also be on the website this week where people can print them off from there. Um, Still, we are the cheapest, that sounds bad, most (laughs) cost-efficient camp in the area at $75 for the whole week. So that's a great thing. And if you send multiple kids to the same camp in your household, you, you get a discount also. So those are available out there in the lobby. Um, also, our new coffee shop schedule is made up. And guess what on the coffee shop? Every week, who knows Glenn Lister? Is he in here right now? Glenn Lister, right there he is. Does a great job running our coffee shop. If you're a regular, you see his smiling face every Sunday morning. He's always got something nice to say. If you're really a regular, he knows exactly what to get you when you walk up. How many creamers are going to your coffee? He knows all that. So we're, we're thankful for Glenn and our coffee shop. But that is all by donations from you guys. That's why I'm telling you this. If you want to say, hey, I'll get in on that. I'll help sponsor a week in the coffee shop. It's $38, right, Glenn? And some change. just drop it off to Glenn or sign up at the coffee shop for a week and you can provide coffee and donuts for us for one Sunday. Okay? Okay. (laughs) I trust, Glenn, that your schedule will be filled by these wonderful people. Don't make me a liar. My title will not be on the screen until I ask for it. There's a reason for that. But I'm going to start off. If anybody read my Facebook post or maybe I put it on the church, I'm going to start today's message off totally, totally different than anything I've ever done in my life as far as starting a message. 13 years as a youth pastor, year and three months as a pastor now, uh, I've never started a message like this. Are you ready? Something crazy, something out of the ordinary because we do things like that. Oh, before I go on, it just came to remembrance. Dale Reese and Sharon Reese are in the house today. There he is, right there. Walked in on cue. Talk about going through a storm or climbing up a mountain. Dale, you've been through it. Sharing with him by, by his side. So we're thankful that he's here today. They're here today. And he's able to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. So here we go. Starting off with something crazy besides me being up here. That's crazy enough, but it's not that. I need, here we go, all right? I need five people. To pray in room 111 for five minutes and then come back. Five people. Give me five. One, two, three, four, five. Lindy, go. We got five right there. Pray in room 111 for five minutes and then come back. I need five people to volunteer to go pray for someone in your section. Raise your hand if you'll pray for somebody in your section. Michaela. Lisa. Okay. I got two. Here's one right there. John. John's second week with us. He's lifting his hand to go pray for people. Praise the Lord for that. I got three. I need two more people. One right there, Glenda. All right, and Missy, go pray for somebody in your section right now. I don't care who it is. Pray for them. I need, I told you this is going to be different. I need five people, five more people, to march around this sanctuary seven times, right inside here. Seven times, and on the last one, I want you to shout with the voice of triumph. Seven of you, or five of you for seven laps. Let's go five. There's one, Addison. Look at these youth stepping up. Here we go. Marching around seven times. On the seventh time, we're going to shout with a voice of triumph. I got two people marching. Go ahead and get up. I need five. There's another one. Lori's going. There's one, two, three, four, five. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. Taking a little coaxing, but it's going. I need five people that will come down to this altar right now and just worship and praise the Lord for five minutes. 
Five people will come down to the altar right now, just worship and praise the Lord. However that looks for you, worship and praise the Lord here for five minutes. I need five people. Do we get five? Good. Good, good, good. I need five people to bring your Bible out, get it out, whether it's on your phone or you have the paper version. Come up here and read together for five minutes. Somewhere right up in here somewhere. Five of you. Read the Bible together. Five people. Read the Bible. Read God's word that gives us life. And Five people. Just read it together right up here. One, two, three. Four. Need a fifth just to read together. You guys pick something out and read it together. Five minutes. I need someone <laughs> to come up on the stage and lay on your left side here for five minutes. Ezekiel did it for 390 days. I just need one person. Drew, lay up on your left side somewhere. Five minutes. Thank you. All right. One more. I need someone to bring up your son and sacrifice him. (laughs) Tommy was already up. Uh, I'm just kidding on that one. Just kidding on that one. But we are are doing some things right now. We're taking five minutes to do these things. What lap are you guys on? Lap two. Oh, you're going to be in shape. So we got people praying in room 111. We got people seeking the Lord, just praising and worshiping here at the altars right now. We got somebody laying on his side right now, biblical. We got people reading from the word of God right now in this church. Things are going, things are happening, right? We'll give them a few more minutes as they're doing that. The rest of you that are in your seats right now, I want you to start praying, all right? Pray for the rest of this service today. I want you to pray for boldness, encouraging people. I want you to start praying it now. Every single person, heads down, you're bowing, you're praying.
Keep praying. A couple more minutes. Keep praying. If you're watching online with us, keep praying. Right where you're at, just keep praying. Keep pressing in. Seeking the Lord right now. About 10 seconds. 10 more seconds. Amen, amen. Besides the marchers, you can make your way back when you are finished up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We still got our marchers, got another lap, I think. Misty's lead them, so I think she can count. Amen, amen. Some of you guys in your minds are thinking Rick's a complete idiot right now. I guarantee it, there's a few, more than a few maybe. What is he doing? I'm about ready for a shout. I encourage you when they get there to join in with them when they finish up. Amen. Don't make them shout on their own. They're building up inside. Giving you warning, not like the trumpet a few a little while back. It's going to be a shout here. Oh, ready? Join with them. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And some of you are still going, out. what is going on? If you're new here, Welcome. Now that we are finished with that for now, I want to talk for a second about how hard it was 
for me to get some volunteers to do some things that the Lord asked you to do. You said, no, it wasn't the Lord, it was you. I, I get my word from the Lord and I deliver it how he think, I think he wants me to deliver it. I want to talk about how not everybody was so quick to get up and do something spiritual. To do something biblical. And I'm trying to beat you up and I'm just letting you know there was hesitation all throughout the church to do something simple for the Lord in his house. Okay? You remember what it felt like when you first asked Jesus into your life and made him Lord of your life. You remember that feeling that you had in your spirit that you would run through a brick wall for him. That you would do, you would talk to anybody, you would share anything, you would do whatever it took for people to know and feel what you felt in your spirit because Jesus was the Lord of your life. You remember that? Sometimes we lose it. We forget about it. And we become a little lazy with our relationship with God and that boldness and that courage that we should have and that excitement and enthusiasm that we should have. And I remember, even as a teenager, I didn't have a ton of Bible knowledge, but I would do whatever the Lord asked me to do, and I would try. And I wasn't afraid to. I would try. I would do anything and everything I could for God. That fire and that passion I had inside, I had to let it out. And everybody knew I served the Lord. And we were bubbling over when we first came to know Jesus with this excitement in us. That man, you, you've got to see, you've got to experience what I'm experiencing right now because God has changed my life. Why does that stop? Where does that go? Because God doesn't change every single day. He's still the same God that saved you. He's still the same God that's walking beside you every single day. We're the ones that pull back and shrink back in the things of God. And some of us in here this morning may be asking ourselves, where did it go? Where did that fire, where did that passion go? I know I had it at one time. So my title this morning is 212 degrees. 212 degrees. What is that temperature? Boiling. Boiling. Temperature at which water boils. Sarah, will you do this? I'll make sure I don't turn it on. Thanks. That's all I need for now. You're awesome. The temperature at which water boils. Turn with me to Romans chapter 12. I wrestled all week long about what to share today, and I kept coming back to this. And again, if this is for no one else in here, it's for me. Romans 12 
verses 10 through 12, and I'm going to be in the English Standard Version this morning. I'm usually in the New Living, but I wanted to read from English Standard Version this morning. Romans 12, verses 10 through 12, it says this. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Love one another with a brotherly affection. Show honor to each other. Rejoice in hope. We need hope. The world needs hope. Be patient in tribulation, in those hard times, those difficult times. Be patient and be constant in prayer. But I want to I want to lock in on verse eleven in this this morning. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Zeal is great energy or enthusiasm. Do not be slothful or slow or lazy in your energy and enthusiasm in serving the Lord. Don't be lazy in that. Again, when we first stepped into this relationship with Jesus, we had a glow about us. We were on fire for him. Nothing would stop us from knowing him and telling people about him and telling people how much he changed our lives. I think back to when I was youth pastor that we came back from some uh, trips to Winterfest and how on fire the teens were. You guys remember that? Or when we go to revivals as adults, how on fire we are after a meeting like that. We're encouraged, we're built up. But what happens, it's my only issue, what happens after those kind of things? Be honest. You get lazy and things start to fade out a little bit, right? You get to fade, the fade out. A little. I remember one year we came back and the teens actually stopped the teachers from teaching because they were so excited about Jesus and just singing praises during the day at school. That happened because they were excited about serving the Lord and what he was doing in their life. But after the newness wears off or we let it wear off, so quiet in here, I think I'm preaching too hard. There's danger in, in, in slipping back into this deadening state in your spirit if you don't keep yourself fed in the spirit. Your spirit that is now controlled by the Holy Spirit because you've been born again into Christ. And when Jesus left this earth, he said in John 14, 26, that the advocate, the Holy Spirit, will now be with you to encourage you, to empower you, to strengthen you, to be with you. And let you do things and live like you need to live for God because he's inside of you. So to counter this becoming lazy or slothful, we have to be fervent in spirit while we serve the Lord. And fervent in Latin actually means boiling. Boiling over or glowing or hot. The temperature at which water begins to boil, we have to be fervent. We have to stay on fire for God while we're serving him. Because why? It says in Revelation 3, 15, 16, this slothfulness or laziness brought rebuke from God to the church of Laodicea. He said, I know you've heard this. I know your works, 
that you're neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Oh. Every time I read that scripture, it's a slap in the face to me. That I should have this zeal and enthusiasm and excitement about who God is in my life and who who the Holy Spirit is in me, strengthening me each day and empowering me. That I should not have days where I'm lazy in my faith. Because if I do, if I'm walking in that where I'm not on fire for him, I'm not passionate about what I'm doing and serving him, then he wants to vomit me out of his mouth. That hurts. To think about that, that I know there's days where, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, but you know what? I ain't feeling it today. Blech. That's what God's saying to us. We have to have the zeal. We have to have the enthusiasm. We have to have the excitement about who we're serving and who lives in us. We're called to serve the Lord with our best. With our best. On Sundays, is that it? No, every single day. Give him your best. Everything that we have. And it gives us this hope within us in the middle of whatever life or this world throws at us that I can do this because I've spent time with the Lord. I'm excited about serving him. I can go through anything that the enemy tries to throw against me. When we're fervent or boiling hot with this glow of the Holy Spirit, people notice it. They notice it. Teens, give me five of you. Give me the five that are piddling on their phones right now instead of paying attention. (laughs) Give me five. Five teens. Come on, we just talked about this. Shoot up here with excitement. Right up here. It could be more than that. Right over here, line up. Chop, chop. Everybody stand in a straight line, looking at the crowd. Now, this is just example. I'm not insinuating anything. Okay? Don't be yelling at me after church. You're such a mean pastor. Look at these guys. Guys, all stand. Tell me who's on fire for God. Why you give me that look, Elena? <laughs> Who's on fire for God? Let me see. And again, this is just an example. I can't tell. Is this what the world says about me when I'm out and about? Because I don't look any different than they do. I don't act any different than they do. I don't show the glory of the Lord that's on my life to anybody else. And I'm saying you guys aren't. Okay. <laughs> example. To me, what's up, buddy? Can you do can you do just a little bit of a crazy dance or something right now? Okay, that's enough. That'll do. To me, I'm not saying that's how it should look, but we should stand out in this world and not be shrinking back and just mixing in with everybody else. 
We should stand out, be set apart, be holy so people know there's something different about Walker. Not just that weird dance he did, but I can tell, Walker, that something is different about you. What is it? And Walker says, well, let me tell you about my Jesus. People should see that in us outside of here. Thank you, guys. Anybody else want to do a crazy dance? No. Thank you. But there should be some kind of difference in us. I think one of the greatest compliments, not that we're trying to get praise or anything from anybody out in the world, but the, one of the greatest compliments for us can be for people to come up to us and say, why do you have so much joy? Why do you have a smile on your face no matter what? I just saw you go through something terrible and you didn't even bat an eye and you still served. I mean, why? Why are you like that? That's a compliment to us as Christians. I'm like that because I have Jesus in my heart. I'm like that because every day when I wake up, his Holy Spirit is what's, what's directing me to react to things, to say things. It's him inside of me that makes me this way. And I would love to get that compliment from people. You should want to, people to say to you, Aaron, what in the world is the matter with you? That right there is, yes. I'm being different. I'm being set apart. Thank you, Lord, for empowering me to be different, to be holy. Help me. Thank you for letting me be a reflection of who you are inside of me. Thank you for letting me stand out and not shrink back because I'm ashamed of who you are. I'm preaching really rough for somebody that's going to be missing from surgery here this Wednesday. (laughs) It could look like this. Do you eat macaroni like that? Some people might. (laughs) Anybody eat macaroni like that? Misty? (laughs) We usually, (laughs) if you read the directions, you don't eat macaroni like that. Why? Because it's hard and crunchy and stuck in your teeth. But you don't eat it like that because it's hard. You need to soften it in the boiling water. Okay? But sometimes when, I'm, when I was thinking about this, our hearts get like this. Our hearts get hard. Our hearts get hard to the things of God and, and we lose that sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Once we, you know, we've been doing this a while and it is what it is and I come to church and that's what it is. And we lose that zeal and that enthusiasm and that excitement. And that joy that we had when we first came to know the Lord. And our hearts begin to harden. Just like this piece of macaroni I just chomped on. What we need when you're making macaroni is to put that into the boiling water so it'll soften and be the way it needs to be. The heat is heating that water up to boiling. The Holy Spirit, that fire inside of us, softens our heart as we allow him to break up this fallow ground inside of us and feel again and let the joy and the happiness back inside again. It softens us to the things of God when his Holy Spirit's allowed to work in us like he wants to. 
And as I allow the fervor of the Spirit to be alive and active in my life, it starts to change me. We just had someone rededicate their life this morning before church. Praise the Lord. It's a softening. It's a softening of the heart to the things of God. Like I know, I know, I know, I know I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. I need the Holy Spirit to remind me. I need to be reminded of who you are, God, and I want to surrender my life to you again. I want my heart to be soft, not hard to the things of God. I want people I come in contact with to know God's love because I'm pouring that into them. I want to have zeal for the Lord. Be excited and enthusiastic about serving him. I want to be boiling over in my heart with his love so it spills out into other people. With the lost around us, the state of the world, all the chaos, we cannot afford to be lazy right now as the church. And for far too long, we've been shrinking back and shrinking back while the world takes everything over and infiltrates our minds, our kids' minds, our grandkids' minds, all the while while we sit back and don't take a stand for what we believe. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be fighting from a place of power and authority and victory that we already have in Jesus. We can't retreat. We can't stay back. The true Christian led by the Spirit will live a fervent life of devotion to the Lord. That includes a heart filled with Jesus. It includes a heart that's softened by the Holy Spirit. A heart that's obsessed with God and then that's manifested. When I'm obsessed with God and he is, he is the Lord of my life, that is manifested in my prayer time. That's manifested in my study time in his word. Reading it and studying it. It's, it's manifested in my evangelism. Uh uh-uh, there's only certain people that do that. We all do that. We all evangelize, good or bad. We're all supposed to be doing this. I want to servantly turn my heart toward God and be fervent in my spirit and passionate about what I'm doing. I want when I wake up and my feet hit the ground every day, the devil to be scared of me. What is he going to do today to mess up plans I've got for people's lives? I want that for you guys as well, that you wake up and you hit the ground running. I'm going to walk in this authority. I'm going to walk in this power. I'm going to walk in who Jesus says I am. And I'm going to overcome anything that comes my way. And the joy of the Lord is going to be my strength throughout my day. And as I seek him, I'm going to find him. And as I encounter people, they're going to know the love of the Lord because I'm pouring that into them. And nothing's going to stop me. Because I'm going to be fervent, I'm going to be passionate, I'm going to be excited, I'm going to have the zeal for the Lord. I don't want to be lazy. And again, I'm challenging myself that every single day, we take days off from serving the Lord 100%. Don't tell me you don't. We do. But I, want to, I don't want to be lazy in my faith because Jesus wasn't lazy when he went to Golgotha for me. He went all the way. He didn't stop. 
praise team would come up. If you'll be honest this morning as you guys stand. I'm going to go back to how we started. And I'm not. I'm saying these things in love. Because until we as a church understand who we are. And the power that we have inside of us. And we operate that as, as a body not only in here. But outside of here. The world right now needs the power of the Holy Spirit infused back into it. We need to have the power of the Spirit in us to empower us to do what God's called us to do. And we need to have excitement about serving Him. And I've heard some people talking about Orchardville Church. And that's good. That's not my goal for people to say good things about our church. That's a great thing. That's fruit that's being produced from the church. My goal is for us to have excitement and zeal and everything that we do points back to him. It's not about Rick. It's not about Aaron. It's not about Kyle. It's all about him. And as we're coming together, the only thing I think we're missing is for us, not everybody, but for us as a group to walk and that excitement, and that passion, and that love for God, and that enthusiasm, and that fervor, and that zeal every single day. We have to be making a difference wherever we're at through our week. We have to. The world is coming after us. We can't make it easy. Oh, yeah, you do what you want here, do what you want there. Just the way it is now, it's a crazy world we live in. Why aren't we stepping up? Oh, we might get persecuted. They might say something to us. They might hurt my feelings. I'm praying for that boldness to be in all of us in a loving way that we step forward and be who God's called us to be. And as we do that, we do things in the spirit that are obeying his word, we are going to see fruit from that. That people are going to ask you, why are you different? Why are you, why are you like that? Don't you see what's going on? Yes, I do. But he gives me a peace that passes all understanding. Yeah, I see what's going on, but I'm going to rise up as a believer and stand on this word. And whether I die for it or I don't, I still believe it. And I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to take a stand for Jesus. I'm not afraid to take a stand for the things that he tells us in this word that are right and wrong. I'm not afraid of that. I will stand on it. I will have courage and I will love people in the midst of whatever they're dealing with because I'm excited about what God's doing in my life and in my church and I want people to experience his love. So as you bow your heads this morning, we're going to open up the altars and please, please, please don't walk away feeling beat up from this this morning. I want to I tell reality of my life, your life, that we have to be excited. We have to have zeal. We have to be, have enthusiasm. We have to serve the Lord with everything we have or else it makes him want to vomit when we're lukewarm. We have to be disciplined 
in our Bible reading. We have to be disciplined in our prayer life. We have to be disciplined in our witnessing and sharing to people. We just can't mix in with the world. We were meant to be set apart. So Father, right now as we open these altars, Holy Spirit, as you're tugging on hearts right now, hearts that may be hard right now, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit right now just begins to break up that ground in there. That you would soften our hearts in here this morning, God, that we respond to your Holy Spirit tugging on our hearts and letting us know that through you, you are enough, Jesus, but you want to see the fruits coming off of us, the fruits of the Spirit in us as we walk about each day. So, Father, right now, give people courage to come forward and say, I need help. Holy Spirit, I need you to soften my heart again. I need you to return me to the joy of my salvation. I need to walk around like I have you living in my heart. Give me the boldness and the courage and the strength and the love to do that this morning, Father. If you don't know the Lord, I encourage you to come up to this altar and talk to me. I want to introduce you to the Savior of the world, to the hope that we can have. If you need to rededicate your life this morning, that this this has really just hit you square in the face, like, man, I have walked away from the Lord and my heart is totally hard. I'm totally numb to everything going on in my life right now and I need God's presence back into my life. I encourage you to come. Find a place at these altars. Let's seek the Lord today. Let's be empowered. Let's be encouraged by his Holy Spirit this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.
it. The deacons asked if they could pray for me. My surgery is this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, if God hasn't healed it already, I believe he can do that. I believe he can shrink that, dry it up and make it gone in the name of Jesus right now. And Lindy had just prayed for me. So the church, the deacons, they want to pray for me also on Wednesday. Uh, Sometime in the afternoon. I don't have the exact time, but I'm believing. No matter what, I'm in God's hands. I am confident of that. I know he's my healer. I know all that. So I just ask you guys to stretch your hands this way as they pray. And we're going to believe for a touch from God right now. the Lord. I know you guys do too as well. And again, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to beat you up. Please don't take it like that. I want us to be excited about the God we serve every day, every day, every day that we get to wake up is a blessing. It's another opportunity to tell people about Jesus and let his light shine. And that's what I wanted to get across today to have be fervent in spirit have the zeal and the enthusiasm for the Lord. Let that spill out. To I pray for revivals in your workplaces. That because of who God is in you, that starts affecting the people around you at your jobs. And that you're not afraid to speak into them. To speak life into them. Don't be ashamed. Have that excitement. I love hearing about people from the church when they come back and tell me, does so-and-so go to your church? Yes, they do. And I love hearing the great things that God's doing in your life as you're ministering to people. And there's opportunities all over the place every week to pour into people. Keep that enthusiasm and excitement for the Lord. Remember us Wednesday. I'm, I'm confident in who God is. And I've got a peace. Lindy, Lindy cursed this sis that's in me. Because it's probably, you know, just... Whatever the enemy wants to try to do to take me out from speaking God's word, he's going to try to do it. And I have some issues with my throat and, you know, clearing my throat and stuff like that. He's not going to stop me. As soon as this is over, whatever the case may be, I'm coming right back to preach. My doctor told me you need to take a month off. I said, I'm preaching on Easter. He said, that's only 10 days. I said, I'll sit on a stool if I need to. (laughs) But I'm believing that I can get right back up here for Easter and share God's word and the 
the rescue story of who Jesus is for everybody that's going to be in here on that Sunday. Jake Talbert's going to be with us next Sunday to bring the word. Um, excited and thankful that he's going to fill in for me. George will be preaching this Wednesday. But I'll have Sarah keep everybody updated. Again, I'm believing right now. It's gone. In the name of Jesus. I don't know if they'll, they'll go for me saying, hey, will you check that again before you cut me open? But either way, when they get in there and they see, if it, they see it's gone, well, close them back up. Okay? I'm confident in who God is. And I want people to know that, that I have a peace. I have a peace that only comes from him. And I have it in the midst of everything in life. Be the light. Okay? Love you guys. Appreciate you. Have a great week. God bless.